so you're not you're finally not running off a potato right no i'm not and i have a way to fix it moving forward i'm gonna take my webcam because that i i because <laughs> i i had to record an audition over the the last few days as well yeah and i was like oh well i'll use my webcam and i went to record just not even online i looked at the quality went that is rubbish so i think my laptop's internal webcam is just crap so there you go i mean so what that's I'm one way of putting is, it yeah <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is because this thing this thing's a bit too big mm -hmm. to take around with me mm. but i can Talking i have like a microphone. little yeah <laughs> i have like a little mini desk stand for this yep, yep. so i'm gonna take that and a webcam with me if i have to record at the missus's place because that way i'll avoid taking this chunky thing with me yeah uh, that the... the um the snowball microphone you have there comes with a, a little tripod if i remember right yeah. that's what that's what i i used to have yeah so that's what um, i'm gonna do instead that'll make it easier no nope, your um, web your webcam looks much more beautiful yeah. and less pixelated mm -hmm. and less laggy and less freezing that's true. like you're a fucking robot <laughs> um, <laughs> we're back to did you catch any of that no <laughs> we're, i haven't even edited that footage yet i'm still wondering what to do with it so i think i would we'll, just we'll, abandon it we'll start from scratch shall we We'll so when i say potato folks it was rubbish uh, yeah we, tri we, we tried this we went back to january where we started to back when we started this podcast and we failed mm. miserably mi well we i say we it was me failed miserably on the recording side and this time it was t's yeah. fault because he was working yeah, on a potato computer <laughs> so we abandoned we abandoned the recording and we just postponed it you know, I what I would say is I say we keep the footage mm. and we do like a special episode where we just release like we we look at Outtakes. failed recordings, go, oh, that mm. was that one. Yes, I remember that. Why did that one fail? Because I had not watched the film and I just <laughs> went into it going, oh, yeah, it's cool. Do you yes. want to leave this one? I'm just going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember that bit. Yeah, I can do a really a good like nod, nod and smile. Mm -hmm. Not a bit like when we tried to do our our top fives, and it's like Alien. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's cool. Uh, uh, your yeah. your infamous. I'm so tired. I'm going to try <laughs> this, but I actually cannot do anything because I'm so tired. It's, it's just your little like. Do you want to stop? It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we should start. I think you should go to bed. I think you should um, go to bed. Yeah. So we're going to try this again. This is the Dreadcast. Welcome back to the Dreadcast, everyone. This is episode 20. Hello. And um, this was going to be the special episode about three weeks ago when it was me. Um, hello, I'm Tom. Hmm. And uh, this was going to be my takeover because it was going to be my, my it was going, it was my birthday three weeks ago. It was, and yes. um, this was my takeover episode because I wanted to do. I was going to do Texas Chainsaw, but we did a lot of that in the top five. So we need to give that a bit more mm. time before we go back to that. Yeah. So I figured Grindhouse, this is this means a lot to me, Grindhouse. Um, and I will explain why, because I have a lot written down. I have a, lot, a big mm. intro of backstory for this film, uh, Grindhouse as a whole, Planet Terror, which we'll be doing, and Death Proof in the future. Oh, yes. Um, as you can see, we've got here, we've got the uh, behind the scenes um, special, yep. special features book. And we have the DVD, which is actually quite hard to find. Uh, there is no Blu-ray. Um, they never no, released not. a Blu-ray of Grindhouse because it didn't do very well. It never even got released over here in the cinemas as Grindhouse. It got released no. separately as Planet Terror and then Death Proof. That's it's right. a shame. It's a real shame because I eventually got to see Grindhouse 
at the Prince Charles Cinema in oh, London. Nice. The whole shebang, the whole fake trailers which we watched. You can go check out that video now. That is live on yeah, the Dragoncast official YouTube channel, which is doing well. That video. So go check it out where we Please. review all the fake trailers for Grindhouse. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to get to see it. Um, how did you? Because over the over this past few weeks when we've been talking about this, how did you find this in the end? Did you just download it? I just, I just, uh, yeah, I will admit, I downloaded it. I, hmm. I can't, I know it was, it was from a friend of mine in school, I believe, hmm. who, I, I think they'd mentioned Death Proof. It hmm. might have been Death Proof they told me about. And they said, oh, it was, you should, you should check out Death Proof about, you know, yeah, cracked stuntman, uh, you know, takes people in his car, takes them for a ride, things hmm. that end well. And that's probably where he mentioned, oh, it, it comes with this second film, Planet Terror. So it's like, okay, I'll check him out. I think that's where I, I I'm going to believe that's where I saw it, I heard it from. I, otherwise, there's no other way. I can't remember the real reason. It was probably that. And I, I torrented it because I had no money at the time. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a, what, 15, 16 year old. So. Oh, sorry. You're talking about uh, the first time. You're, you're already on to the first time you saw it. I just meant for this review. <laughs> Oh, when did I watch this again yeah, for the review? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. you haven't seen it for a while. Oh, I, I was just. Oh, okay. I was going to the backstory. I, I haven't seen it probably in about. Uh, so if I watched it when I was first like sixteen, it's probably what fifteen years since I've seen it. Which That's is why when we did the trailers, yeah, I was, I was, I had seen them for the first time because the, the torrent that yeah. I, watched didn't have them. There were no trailers. The person who had ripped them had for some reason deleted or removed those bits of the film and probably because like you just said they were released as two films yeah. so to have obviously i think i saw the machete one because that's right at the start of planet terror it kind of comes with it yeah yeah but then obviously if you watch the whole if you watch it as a whole yeah you would then get the other trailers in the middle of planet terror and death yeah. proof but the torrent was split. So the guy obviously went, well, once I've seen Planet Terror, there's no point in having these fake trailers in. I'll just get rid of them. And then you watch Death Proof. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand why whoever would make that torrent would do that. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, you're depriving, you're depriving the, because it's, it, it's a niche film. It's not for everyone. Mm. Death Proof is probably more, no. was probably more popular because of the Tarantino name. Like people know Rodriguez, but yeah. people know Tarantino a lot more. But you put them yeah, together, yeah. you think you hear Grindhouse. What? You you're depriving yeah. people of the whole everything. The, the whole other package. thing is, it's the whole runtime is it's over three hours long. It's incredible. So long. probably at the time when it came out, people would have been, oh, we've just done a, a you know we've done a film together called Grindhouse. Yeah. It's over three hours. It's a three and a bit hours long. Most cinemas would have gone, how long? It's like mm. we're not going to have people sitting for that long. And I must admit, the first three-hour film I saw was the remake of King Kong. And I went to see that with a friend of mine in a cinema. And after an hour and a half, I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, I'm so numb." And I was just remember sitting there going, "Is when is this film over?" Because three hours back then was a long time for a film. Yeah, it it has uh, its um, exceptions. Like Lord of the Rings mm. will always be an exception. Oh yeah. It, 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 good nine hour epic that is it'll always be down to how well it's shot the storytelling yeah. the dialogue everything all those factors can make a three hour film feel like a two hour hour and a half film yeah it feel like it just breezes by 
I, I think this, because of the way that they're meant to be shown, they're meant to be Planet Terror first, then Death Proof. Death Proof mm. is a very script-heavy film. You could get tired and dwindle out halfway through Death Proof if you did the whole lot. It's... I... Yeah, I noticed that. Obviously, we'll get into Death Proof later, because mm. I, I thought yeah. we were... I must have... I started... I thought I had to... When we first tried to record this episode, I was frantically thinking oh my god i've only seen half of death proof i have to get through this <laughs> you got time but one of my yeah, well, yeah one of the first things i did notice like you said is the two films they're vastly di- you can feel the different directors incredibly different and as yeah. soon as i started watching death proof there's a there's a bit at the start also we'll get back to planet terror but it's just dialogue it's just this great long scene where they're talking and you is if that you've the seen tarantino yeah yeah it's brilliant and if it's you've seen dialogue. if you've seen tarantino films you're sitting there going, i can tell this is a tarantino film yeah because this is just his trademark stuff it's yeah. just a long scene but he keep he's got he's so well crafted with his dialogue mm. it just keeps you entertained mm-hmm. well before we get into it before we could change mm-hmm. in the sort of round sort of changing the uh the order around before we get into it yeah this is dreadcast episode 20 planet terror but Ooh. before we do that you can find all of our content on the official YouTube yes. channel, The Dreadcast on YouTube, where we have trailer breakdowns, where we start to do them. We've got a new video game, uh, horror Let's Plays by yours yep. truly. And we have all the past episodes uh, of the main podcast, uh, where right. as of now, as we record, the <sighs> Slumber Party Massacre episode is yes. now up to 16,000 oh. views. Um, I, that I do not know how that's blown up, but thank you to anyone who's watched it. But yeah, you can check out all the video content on the Dreadcast YouTube channel. You can also find the rest of this in audio form on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon Audible, Podbean, and I believe that's it. Yeah, I will just quickly update you. Mm. It's we eighteen thousand oh, now. Got, it was got up two thousand in a couple of hours. We've also gained another subscriber in that time, so thank you. We now have oh. 31 subscribers. Thank you, thank all you to very those much. Subscribed. We do. I will give you an update because you can also find us on TikTok as well. Now, TikTok, you're probably going to hear it in a second. Oh no, I did it quickly. We now have 144 followers on TikTok. So thank you for following us Fantastic. and viewing all my slightly weird videos that I post. I am trying to keep them as horror related as I can because Good. obviously that's the the, you know the brand that we're going for and i i have made i have cut down on the people i was following to keep them you know quite horror uh centric what we do here we yes. do horror here we do horror here thank you yeah. and cat maids as you can see to my left oh she's not in the foot in the in the footage it's okay oh okay ignore that <laughs> comment and there's no cat girl there and finally uh, you can find us on uh, instagram at the underscore dreadcast where I That's post right. all the I post the updates to the videos and random horror shit. So we will eventually get a Twitter, but oh, it's just yeah. it's so much social media to get. I on know it really is with life as well. I mean, we That's can bar- we can barely keep up with doing a podcast. So yeah. I mean, yeah. so uh. let's get into it. I I have a little intro. I just want to. I, I think I talked about this right. in, in in the fake trailers. You you could do your uh, nodding and yep yep mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> if I'm, I'm, a, ram- I'm a... if I'm rambling too much, but if he just drink, drinks his tea and yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll yeah. just I'll just randomly throw in a fact. It's like oh there we go. <laughs> okay back to you. So I think I, I I mentioned this in the fake trailers, but I first saw the trailer for this sometime around art my when I was in art college. So I'm talking 2000 
early to late 2006 2007 whenever it came out because the film came out in 2007 but mm. i was so hooked on the trailer the trailer was everything i loved about gritty horror b-movie style film i downloaded the trailer put it on my psp that's right folks a playstation portable oh yeah took a while to convert it to the right format and I carried that shit around me everywhere, showing people. I was like, you got, you got to see this. You got to see this. This is so different from anything you've ever seen. Got a few people hooked, but everyone, yeah, oh, this looks trash. This looks trash. Yes, it's meant to look trash. That's the point of it. But anyway, I digress. This film hooked me, and um, it kind of made me do what I do for a living today, which is prop making. Um, yeah. I ended up making a miniature set of the army barracks in the film which you see at the beginning of the film uh, which is actually robert rodriguez's troublemaker studios they they shot on location at his studios ah. made it look like an an army base because it's actually an old air force base oh that's so, cool when you shoot at night get the right light in paint job you've got a great set and i made a miniature version of that and ever since then that's pretty much what i've been doing for a living so it's weird to think that a film like this, not something like the, Th the Thing, Terminator, Jurassic Park, you know, anything that has some of the best practical effects in mm. film. No, no, no. It was this that made me want to do a miniature, which then got me into props. It's a completely nice. ass backwards way of getting into it, but hey ho. That's also where your obviously your Twitter, your social media hand, your personal ones came from, because you were Grindhouse, weren't you? I wasn't going to mention that, but yeah. <laughs> Now, now you oh. say it, I guess I'll uh, I'll publicise it a bit more. <laughs> that that feels like uh, oh, oh, you just happened to bring it up naturally. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, oh. I um, I'll go back so to nodding. When I when I first started my own YouTube channel, uh, I was focusing on movie licensed video games, and I figured because most of the movie licensed video games that are out there are really shit, they're really bad. Yeah, I called the channel Gaming Grindhouse. That has changed over time, but that's yeah. just another backstory as to how much I love Grindhouse and love Planet Terror. I think one of the first, I think one of the first interactions we had, because I, I can't remember how I found you on Twitch. I think I came through, it was probably the Fluxes, and we, I ended up in your stream. Yeah, and one probably. of them was because you, you offered a prop to be made a prop, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I think I saw how many points I had to get, and I was like, I am never going to get that many points. Believe so I really wanted to get the, uh, what was it? Oh, the dagger from Prince of Persia. That was it. I believe I made yeah. it 100,000. It was something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch a lot of this guy's content to get there. And now we make a podcast together. We mm. do. We do. And this takes enough time. Mm. So you get this, you get this instead of a prop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, fair enough. So that that's my little my little backstory. I just wanted to get that in there. Um, now, and as I go through my notes, we discuss the fake trailers. Yep. So yep. we can get finally Which, straight into obviously. the film. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you about to say something about the fake trailers? Well, I was going to say I don't know if we mentioned it in the fake trailers one, but obviously most of those fake trailers. Well, no, sorry, two of the fake trailers were then films, Machete, and Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes, that is right. Although we both of us did agree that Nope would have been a fantastic film. Uh, I, well, Nope was a film by jo Jordan Peele. I think you mean Don't. Oh, Don't, sorry. Yes, <laughs> Don't, not Nope. I wasn't yeah, letting you go with that one. No. Got it. Uh, yes, Don't. That was it. Would have been a great film. Don't would have been fantastic. I, I oh, think, yeah. I mean, I think Thanksgiving, 
Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, as well. thank. Well, yeah, I think we great. both said you, you, Grindhouse Two should have been Thanksgiving and Don't. <clears throat> yes, yes, that's yeah. right. Eli Roth and Edgar Wright, come yeah. on, hurry up. But yeah, Machete and Hobo with a Shotgun got made. Machete also got a sequel, which was really dire. Uh, Did highly, it? Yep, called Machete Kills. Oh, it has Mel Gibson right. as the villain. Uh, it's not very good. Machete is is okay. It's not as good as Planet Terror. Um, not nuns with guns, as I thought. Not nuns with was guns, in. as you thought. No. So, Planet Terror, very, a very bog-standard, simple, not zombie film. I'm going to call it, like, like we discussed with Sadness, mm -hmm. they're not zombies. I call them monsters. Even though in the film they call them sickos, oh. they're just monsters. They're... I would say that they're... A... It's interesting that we we seem to be getting into a little bit of a connection thread with the Sadness mm. and the, the crossed comic books. Yeah. Because again, I would say the I guess you would call them the infected in this in well, Planet called, Terror. Sickos. Sickos. Yeah. They show very they're like very prototype uh infected that the cross would later use, especially in the scene where it's in the hospital scene where you see them kind of whilst they're giving off that zombieish vibe, mm. a mm. lot of them are actually using utensils and things to infect not infect inflict harm yeah which later on the cross and the sadness would kind of touch upon so i've taken a lot of notes from this this bible here I've, i don't know i did a lot of extensive reading there is a lot of I, information in here it's incredible this book i need to get me some of these books they look fantastic it's my first one will be the friday the 13th one because i'm so jealous you have that yeah uh, crystal lake memories yeah but it does mm. it does state about um what they wanted to do with these zombies but they're they're sickos they're, they're not humans that like they're not they're not dead coming back to life no, they're, they're not there are humans that are they're, their bodies reacting to this virus this this nerve hmm. gas the dc2 as it's called in the film That's which was right. discovered in a cave in afghanistan by bruce willis when and they, his soldiers when and, they killed bin laden yes when they killed bin laden and they've almost become addicted to it they, they hmm. need it they need yeah. to survive but if they get too much um, they 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 get sores and they just become these sickos. But any human, non uh, normal human that is exposed to it becomes this sicko no matter what. And these sickos are just monsters, like you said. They just want to kill. It's like the sadness. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Some we see some eating. Some some do want to eat flesh, but it's not like their mo. Yeah. It's not their mo. No. That, like a, like a like a Romero zombie. They want to kill and eat. Yeah. Flesh. Or, or a return yeah, yeah, to living dead zombie where brains, right? This they just want to kill. They just they're just monsters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 very simple. It's a very simple film actually when you break it down. Incredibly simple. And they film. they they pretty much spill out from the start of it. You know, it's uh, some sort of military deal gone wrong. Nerve gas escapes. It's like oh shit, and all hell breaks loose. That's it. And it just rolls on. Yeah, yeah. the 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 nerve gas is occupied by some, uh, a dodgy dealer, played by played by Naveen. I have his name here, Naveen Andrews oh, from Lost. Now, actually, speaking of Lost, this came out in two thousand seven, around the time Lost mm. was, I believe, at its peak. I was way into Lost until it shit the bed. Uh, you've also got Jeff Fahe Fahe. I can never pronounce his last name. Jeff Fahe playing oh. JT in this film. He's the uh, barbecue yes. cook. 
So oh, both Naveen and Jeff from Lost sort of cross paths mm. in this. Uh, Naveen Andrews plays um, Abby, who is the the, the 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 dealer, shall we say, who has the nerve gas, like yes. you said. And the deal goes sour. Bruce Willis wants his shit, it, as he calls it. Where's the yeah. shit? Yeah. I I thought this was such a this is such a great opening to this film. I yeah. absolutely love this opening because they it's it's such an odd opening because we get introduced to Abby. It was Abby, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Abby. And he's meeting up with his associate and my one of my notes was this dude has a really weird contract with these people. Yeah. Because his 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 colleague I think his colleague loses his prototypes. Obviously, we don't get to see what the prototypes are. And it's he just goes, oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you lost my prototypes. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I'll get him back. He's like, no, 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 no. As good per enough. the contract states, I'm going to take your nuts. And I just remember, I remember when I watched this again, I went, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so... he just brings out this big, like, fish gut and hook. And I'm like, who, who's signed to deal with this madman? Yeah, Abby collects balls, uh, testicles, yeah, basically. Them as well. And um, the the prop for it, they, they stated about the props in this film that because a lot of it was oh. shot at night, they included a lot of LED work in their props to make yeah. it pop more. Because you know, if it's shot at night, stuff's harder to see. So this jar that Abby has, it's like a massive, like you'd call it's a huge. pickle, like a, a twice the size pickle jar. Oh, yeah. But it's LED. It looks very uh, scientific. And it's got... Yeah. I want to say de- like like testicles in formaldehyde in it, and he collects them. Uh, so he's a very interesting character. <laughs> very interesting character. He's he's got the I want to say the pickle ball holder dude, yeah. and it's when he when he they take off this dude's nuts, and he just like he puts his foot, he goes mm, squidgy. He's like yeah, pick that up. <laughs> I was like oh no. Yeah, it's gross. And that, also, this is not even the first scene. The first scene of the film no, is a fantastic, actually. fantastic um, soundtrack played by Robert Rodriguez, the, which ends up being the Grindhouse uh, theme tune. Um, a very uh, bassy, gritty guitar riff uh, with our lead female um, yep. protagonist, played by Rose McGowan, playing Cherry yep. Darling. Uh, doing a, a dance on the stage, like a go-go mm. dance. Um, yes, that's it. It's a great opening. It's a fantastic opening. It. I liked the. I liked this. Like again, like the sound here was is the music for it is great. Mm. What I particularly loved is the way that at the end of the the go-go dance, mm. and you know, Cherry. Obviously, the, the as the dance goes on, you can see that Cherry is getting more and more upset. And you can see yeah. her her mood just going down. Eventually, she starts crying, and she looks like she goes to scream. Yeah. And the trumpet that just kicks in as she does it, and it mimics the way she screams. And I thought that was just that was such fantastic piece of editing there to yeah. mix those two together. It was great. The camera focuses in on her mouth uh, as the yeah, like you said, the trumpet kicks in. Mm. It's it's a really oh, good yeah. piece of editing. The, the film lovely shot. The film is kind of like a zombie apocalypse film. If we, if we simplify yeah. it as that, it's a zombie apocalypse film, but they're not zombies. Um, all caused by this nerve gas. Yep. EC2, D2. they call it. But you've got a couple of stories in the mix. Uh, the main one featuring Cherry Darling, who is an ex go-go dancer, quits, tries to find her way, and meets up with her ex at a barbecue house. 
Yes, that's right. Basically, and her ex, El Rey, is the coolest guy in the film. Yep. He is. Freddy Rodriguez. Yep. Not Robert Rodriguez's son, as you thought. No, as <laughs> no, I thought it was I thought he was the director. I got it wrong. I got yep. it confused. Yep. Uh that is my bad. What I loved at what I thought this film did well upon, whilst we're talking about, you know, Cherry Darling who meets her her ex El Rey, and obviously at that point in time they meet JT. Yep. The f- what this film did well was it was the connections they had between the characters. Yes. Yeah. I loved it because we there was a lot that built che- up over time. Yeah. So when we we see Cherry leave, she leaves the go go dance. She goes, you know what? I've had enough. I'm out. I'm done. Takes a I don't know what it is like tip. She gives the finger to her boss and goes, all right, as I'm off. And then I must admit the opening to this, it felt a bit like a slasher because she's walking down the road. It's very abandoned, and you just see the car that comes past her and i was yeah. I remember looking at it going this feels like one of the an homage to the 1970s very early slashes where it's yeah. that dark street something's behind you it's like oh we're getting those vibes cool but then we're introduced to fergie at jt's oh, fergie breaks yes. down fergie is in this film fergie from the black eyed like, peas right. folks yep fergie's like right i've got to fix this car jt comes out fills up and goes are you saving the world Yes, I am. Drives off. Cherry arrives. Oh, hey, Cherry. And they're all so well connected. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like they're shoving it in your face. It's like, here's the one character. Here's the other character. Here's the other character. They all just seem to gravitate yeah. towards each other, which is fantastic. And they organically blend into each other. All, uh, over time, all these characters that have linking stories. So we've got Cherry and Elray's story, the uh, old couple, the now exes. We've also yes. got the uh, Doctor couple. Uh, the Doctor oh, couple, played yes, by Josh Brolin. Have... Josh Brolin. Yep, Josh Brolin and Marley Shelton. Doctor yes. Dakota Block and Doctor William Block. Yes, so they're the Doctor couple. They are about to do their night shift and they've got the crazy babysitter twins looking after their son, who oh, is yeah. played by uh, Robert Riguez's younger son. Ah. So we've got we've got their story at the hospital. They, they have no love for each other. Um... We no. find out she is looking to run away with her son with a lover, but yep. we don't find out who the lover is. No, till a bit later on. But when we do find out who the lo- secret lover is, it's yeah. another connection to another character exactly. we've seen. We've also then got Sheriff Haig, played yep. by Michael Bain. I love who is Michael connected to JT. Or see, we find out yep. that they're brothers. Yep. They have this. They have it's. They have this great sibling rivalry where Sheriff Haig keeps putting up JT's rent because he's annoyed that he doesn't. JT doesn't give him the secret yeah. sauce recipe, and he just sits and goes, "Well, if you didn't raise my rent so high, it's there's a great touching moment where it's, he asks, oh, the you know, end, yeah. if you didn't put my rent up yeah. so high, I'd give you the recipe." He goes, "I'll tell you what, give me the recipe. I'll drop the thing." And it's this great moment between the two brothers. It's it's lovely. Best in Texas. Best in Texas. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, JT uh, runs the barbecue shop, and his brother mm-hmm. Michael Bean plays Sheriff Sheriff Haig. Sheriff Haig, with his deputies, played by oh, Tom Savini. Yes. See, this is this is why I loved watching this film yep. again so many years later, because I now recognise so many of the people that were involved in this film. Because when I saw it for the first time, I had no idea who Tom Savini was because I was quite new to horror at this point in time. 
And now, looking back, I went, I'm fairly certain that's that's Tom Savini. Oh, great. And I must admit, his his death scene was just fantastic. <laughs> you you just know that he wanted that death scene. Oh, he did. He he wanted it. And he they were like, all right, how do we give Tom yeah. Savini, one of the greatest special effects guys in this business, a death scene? And they, they did it well. It's got to be well, said. Thankfully, I, I actually always thought before I delved into the research of this film properly... Um, Tom Savini did the actual special effects for this as well, but he didn't. It was Greg Nicotero. Oh. Um, it was, oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Spilled a drink. Anyway, um, oh. it was Greg Greg Nicotero, yeah, who is Nicotero. basically on par with Tom Savini in the special effects oh, world. Yes. Um, modern day, famous for The Walking Dead. I mean, if you've not heard of The Walking Dead, it's quite a, it was quite a big show about uh, zombies. Uh, but mm. Greg Nicotero, huge in the special effects world, and he did all the work for oh, Planet yeah. Terror. Um, so you know that Tom Savini was like, Greg, mm. this is what I want. <laughs> this is what I want. Oh, yeah. Destroy this is my body. Okay. <laughs> Destroy it. Do it. Let's go. And to be fair, it's it's got to be said, there, there's a lot of blood splatter in this. and But mm. it's not over the top. That's the thing. It's done well enough that... Yeah. It's not too over the top, but at the same time, it's not... What's the word? It's not overdone. It's not underdone. That's the word. Underdone. That's what I was going for. Now, I also did... Uh, oh, hang on. Before we move on to... Because I have i didn't review this film in the sense of how we reviewed other films, like how we've done it uh, mm. like scene by scene. I kind of went in categories. So I've done a lot... Yeah. I did a lot of notes on like the art design, the sickos, the props, the characters... But I mean, let's, let's finish like the film itself. Let's finish off with describing the film, I guess. So we have our groups of characters that end up connecting in the end. Like you say, we've got yeah. JT is the sheriff's brother. We find that out yep. about 20 minutes in by just a simple phone call. Yeah. The lover I alluded to earlier of Dakota was actually Fergie. Yep. So she's not. But what's great about that is that she's not just some random cannon fodder character oh. that gets killed for no reason. She was on her way to pick up Dakota, who was going to leave yeah. her husband with her son. So there's all these little reasons for every character. Yeah, no, I would no character in this film is is placed there for what? Hang on, no, no named character in this yeah. film is just there because Tarantino went. Oh, I, I need a character just to do something weird. Or exactly the, the the scene with Fergie. It's like, oh, I've got Fergie in this film, the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, just have her randomly appear, mm -hmm. and then that's it. No, it's like, okay, I've got Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. This is her character, and this is what she's going to do. Whether she succeeds or not, who knows? We'll find out later. So Abby, do, Abby, well, Abby dis disappears from the film. Yes, he so does. We, yeah. we first meet Abby at the uh, after the go-go dance, after mm. Cherry's quip. We meet Abby. Obviously, Abby's deal, you know, deal goes wrong. He then, oh, he then shoots the nerve gas that he has there. Mm. And mm -hmm. when the soldiers all go towards it, you know, to breathe it in, he escapes. And we don't yeah. see him again until pretty much the end of the film actually thinking about it yeah you're right and i for, believe for that, he's yeah. at some point i think he's captured by the soldiers because i that's where they run into him 
they run into him at the uh, the army base again, which is great because, again, we're saying, you know, all these characters connected. And when you look at the bigger picture, they're always connecting. They always start gravitating yeah. back to this army base. That's yeah. always where they head up. And, I, yeah, so I think that's where Abby comes from. He disappears. Obviously, he doesn't get away. But it's great because, again, he's not just some cannon fodder. No. Because he's the sole uh, Bruce Willis character, Lieutenant Muldoon, knows that this is the only guy. Because we learn that Abby worked for oh worked for the enemy that yeah. Bruce Willis and his character were out to kill, and he went, "Well, I'll tell you what, I can give you that stuff, but you can't kill me." So they say, "Right, we'll do a deal with you." So even when they bring him back to the states, so Abby's like, "Well, I'm the only one who can create this, so you still can't kill me." So again he's got a point in this film and also uh, yeah because bruce willis wants he, he he sort of changes the contract he wants all of it now oh, he yeah. wants all, all yes. of the gas which I is then the when abby shoots it and it's that point of abby shooting the canister unleashes it on the world that is the yeah. that is the start of the apocalypse right there <laughs> at yep. the end of the world of him That's... unleashing the gas and like you say we don't see him till like the third act no no we don't it's what i loved about this film is there are certain bits of dialogue that very much throw back to especially older films of the 70s and the 60s where they subtly drop a hint that oh something's coming and we don't know what it is there's i think there's if i distinctly remember there's three occasions of this one is from el ray one is from fergie and one is from is from abby Okay. I think Abby's one is when someone asks him, oh, where's the nerve gas or something? And he just stares at the camera and goes, it's all around us. Everywhere. And you're like, oh, saying, oh, okay. Oh, woo. Wait, how fast is it spread? And it starts to feed those seeds of, oh my God, how fast is this spread? Is it airborne? Is it yeah. touch? I think the next one, obviously, we talked about is Fergie. You know, when she's filling up a car, JT says, oh, well, are you saving the world tonight? Oh, what are you doing? She went... How did you know that? Saving lives tonight. In... Saving Save... lives yes. tonight. That Saving lives tonight. She goes, yeah. yes, how did you know that? And takes off. And the third one is, it's great because it comes from El Ray, where yeah. he's sitting in the diner with uh, with Cherry. And JT goes, ah, something special about tonight. And he goes, what's so special about tonight, huh? And there's this great little bit of, uh, I can't remember how the music goes, but it just brings over the the scene mm. and again you're sitting there going oh what's going to happen tonight oh something because up to this point you don't see the uh, we'll call them the infected you don't see them. sickos they're actually called sickos, S- oh, yeah. sickos sorry yeah. Keep, yeah sickos none of that is seen we've seen bruce willis with a few like weird lumpy bits in his yeah. skin but that's it so all these clever drops make you think okay something is coming but what is it what is special about tonight what's going to happen and i just i love those little bits of dialogue they did very well to in theory keep hidden uh, a full frontal look of a sicko until probably the hospital scene um yeah the the hospital scene comes about because after after elroy and cherry meet at jt's diner um she asked for a ride 
Um, I, also, I also love the line. They're, they're very cheap. There's a the line. The dialogue and script is great because it's so cheesy. It's meant to be cheesy. Yeah. There's a little bit of back and forth where he's wearing his old jacket. Oh yes. And he's just saying, "That's my jacket." Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. "I know." Like, I looked for it for two weeks. Yeah. 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 I looked for it for two weeks. Where was it? <laughs> it's just about. She's like, jacket. "Yeah, I know it's your jacket." It's like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Which again. It- we come back to that jacket a bit later because there is something about that jacket. Yeah. Very important. I, Why he looked for his jacket for two weeks. I did the like the the little... I really like the... the it's with El Rey's cigarettes. And I don't know why I picked up on this. Apple cigarettes? He, no, it's not, not in the brand. It's just how many he smoked. I thought it was fantastic. Not that smoking is fantastic. Don't smoke. Obviously, don't do that. But it's it's again, it's a a little reference back to 1970s films, especially like the the original, like rugged yeah. kind of action heroes. It's like, ah, oh, he's sitting there, he lights a cigarette. It's like, yeah, smokes it. Next scene, he's like, yeah, yeah. He lights another one. And every scene, he seems to be lighting a cigarette. And I just sat there going, how many cigarettes does this man smoke in like a second? He's <laughs> always, he's always lighting one because that's what back then the action heroes did. It was like, oh yeah, save the day. Cigarettes. Like just had a coffee. Oh yeah, cigarette. Oh, it stuff my toe. Cool. I'll have a cigarette. It, it was, was cool. cool. It was cool to smoke. Um, it was cool to smoke. Well, but speaking of the cigarettes, they are Apple cigarettes. Do you know oh, okay. about Apple cigarettes? No, I don't. I'm guessing they weren't made by Apple. It's one of those things. Red Apple cigarettes. It's one of those things that is in okay. every Tarantino film. Now, granted, is this is not a Tarantino film, and I oh. don't know if they're if you if they're sh- an Easter egg or sh- featured in Death Proof, but. There, in you'll find you'll see something to do with ap- red apple cigarettes in every Tarantino film. Well, this isn't obviously we'll get to it later, but this isn't the only Tarantino thing that we do obviously have in this film. Oh, I I've got notes on Tarantino's bit, I, which we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I was saying, so they they leave the diner. They yep, leave in in LA's big rig in his big pickup um tow truck. Thing is huge. But while they're driving. Uh, he's he's talking about how in the in the nighttime if you spot a deer you don't you don't swerve you don't break you hit it hit it yeah just fucking hit it kill it smash um, it unfortunately his knowledge and um, ideas go out the window because he does swerve when he sees something in the road but it's yes, not a he deer does. it's a sicko and this is what I was saying about how you don't really see the full frontal look of a sicko until the hospital, but you do see a little no. bit here after they crash. A little bit, yes, you do. It very, yeah. yeah. This this is what I loved about the the sickos in this is they keep it vague again about actually how the virus is transmitted. Mm-hmm. Because there's a scene with Doctor William Block a bit later where. He gets covered with some sicko goop. Yeah, thing. yeah. And you're like, okay, but where the scene where El no, Ray wrecks his truck, he rolls it like ten thousand times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're flown out of the car, and obviously Cherry, as we later find out, they rip her leg off. Yeah, so she, she gets, loses she her gets, leg. She gets dragged out of the wreckage by the sickos, but and he goes after unlike, hunting for her. But unlike Doctor William Block, who becomes infected she doesn't so again it's a bit vague as to how you become infected is it do you have to have the goop on you or what it's not yeah really mentioned 
Well, it, it's it was noted that they they really tried to go for some sort of like leprosy looking um, oh, okay. illness. Yeah, they oh there. But again, like you said, I have no idea how it no. transmits because when they take Cherry, they 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 take her out of the truck, and as Elray, he grabs it. He has an assault rifle in the back of his truck. Yes, grabs an assault rifle, has it in a, a night vision scope, and that's where we see the sickos mm. nom 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 munching and nom, 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 tearing nom. at her leg, and they they they're grotesque, they're gross, but they're not. Yeah, they've they've not infected her in a way. No, they've yeah. sort of they've they've damaged her. They've 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 taken a limb, which they actually mm. do take. They take they run off oh, they with her limb. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Now I, what I think we will mention as well is with this film is, mm. it's very much made to look like an old film. So yeah. we get oh, yeah. Yeah. we get the film effects. We get the, cr- the scratching, the popping, the little the burns, which I think both of us really love that in in films it's just it's lovely and i noticed i don't you probably didn't notice this but i found that there were over time that the the quality of the the film it's made to look like it runs down a bit but i noticed there was a there are two distinct uh levels of i guess i'll call it distortion yep so whenever we're in the hospital the the popping and the grain and the, the scratching effects are much more intense than any than outside of the film and i noticed that every time we go back to this hospital they get worse and worse and worse till after the missing real scene where it seems to fix itself and go back to a sort of a, a normal level did you notice that i did but i also have the yeah. real answer for you oh as to they methodically there oh, are, so they it's it. not just it's not as simple as they they filmed it and then added a filters on top they well, they did but there were there were certain moments in the film say where the tension's building up and a yeah. a horror moment is about to happen it's those moments where they added more scratches more distortion oh, okay. more uh, more hair uh, more 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 fil- more sepia to more filter it's those moments where they added more of that rather oh, okay. than uh-huh. rather than simply a character talking to another character because it wouldn't really work that you, you want a, a nice yeah. nicer shop it still it still looked grainy but it was more of the the impactful uh. moments that they they really focused in on so you i guess you're kind of there because there were a lot of big moments hmm. like that in the hospital especially when the hosp- we we I, i'll call it the end of the hospital where the hospital is obliterated <laughs> oh yeah it, it gets yeah. destroyed yeah, yeah. um oh, okay oh so I, I didn't know it's cool i mean we may as uh, we we're already going through the film we may as well keep going it's too good not to keep going yeah. through it i know it really is now so obviously this is where we're introduced to the next round of connection characters here so el ray heads to yep so we head to the hospital now mm-hmm. no sorry wait, we head to the the doctor's house first oh That's yeah this it. is where we yeah who we talked about earlier the, the next couple. yes yeah so yeah. we get to the doctor's houses and it's very you can tell the tension in the scene is great because you can tell that the husband doesn't trust the wife the wife doesn't like the husband and the kid just has no idea what's going on oh there's no love in this marriage no it's <laughs> no it's, it's wrecked and we see her we see her texting someone she's like oh you know are you on time it's like yes i'll be there honey don't worry it's like okay cool and as it's 
it's fantastic because Josh Brolin, who's a he's a big lad, yeah. he comes walking up behind her, and you're just sitting there looking at it going, oh, he's gonna, oh, oh, and she hands him a cup of coffee instead yeah. of a pager. You're like, oh, oh, you got out of that one, okay. Yeah. And even in his eyes, he's looking he at knows, it going, though. he knows. You were texting, hmm, okay. Yeah. And then I think he goes, oh, you know, I'll see you later at work, and she goes, goodbye. Like, oh, that's that's when they arrive at the hospital. Oh, it is. Yes, yeah. I'm getting myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. So and yeah, Dakota, the 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 wife here. She she yeah, she's messaging Fergie. We, we don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, when she is messaging Fergie, she's talking about. Uh, no. She's oh she's messaging, but also on the phone to the babysitter to the babysitters. Is that she right? Is, yes. Um. So the babysitters in question are. These young girls, they're twins. They're just assholes, basically. <laughs> they're just horrible yeah, people. Um, and they they're eventually... Pretty, they're pretty violent as well as yeah. when they don't get paid. Yeah, they end up looking after... Um, uh, Tony. Uh, Tony. Tony, yes. Uh, but yeah, then um, our doctor couple arrive at the hospital and that's where they go their separate ways and she pretty much states, that's Goodbye. it. Goodbye, I'm never seeing you again yeah 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 it's this is this is interesting because this this hospital scene is where we start to get we start to see a little bit more about how this virus can affect people yeah so beforehand it's been about oh you know the nerve gas oh apocalypse is coming oh shit things going down <laughs> i must admit this scene when you see it for the first time especially when i can't remember his name it's uh, someone that uh, Josh Brown's character knows. He goes, oh, yeah, I got, I got bit by something. He's like, here you go. And you see oh, like, the, this the weird, patient. like... The patient. The, the patient. The, yeah. This, this great special effects, like, yeah. bite thing. And even Tony looks and he goes, oh, mate, that's, that's fucking horrible, that is. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Let's disgusting. go have a look at it. He's, uh, for the audio listeners, he's got a bite on the inside of his, uh, his elbow, basically. I mean, um, it's... I mean, it, I would say it looks more like a puncture wound because it's they're pretty yeah. big holes in his arm. Yeah, it's about I guess it like a, a an eight, like a number eight looking. Yes, uh, it is. Two, yes, two, yes. two round puncture wounds that look like an eight. Um, in the middle of his arm, uh, yeah. the, other, the inside of his elbow, it's very grotesque. And in the space of oh, this yeah. scene, in in a couple of minutes, it it grows. It's yeah. pulsating and it grows, but he doesn't. He seems so. He feels. He seems so calm about it. Yeah, it's he's weirdly calm and really calm. <laughs> I think if you had that on your arm, yeah, you'd be freaking out. You're like this thing's spreading. And it's... yeah, he's like, can you just put some bactine on it or something? I don't know, just yeah. plaster but on it. We get we get Tony's colleague, who I must admit I love this guy. It was it was great. This guy loves his job. He's obviously some sort of virologist. He's so person. into it. So he into is. his job. And Tony's like, let me check your tongue. He he, he pulls this guy's tongue and he goes, oh, God. Because his tongue is just this big black pus of, well, it's big black pus tongue. He goes, oh, it's that's disgusting. disgusting. Well, this, Absolutely disgusting. His colleague is just like, whoa, necrotizing fasciitis tongue. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And it's interesting because obviously, like we said earlier, if you had this, the, all this stuff going on, Especially this bite in your arm. I mean, they mm. suggest you know we gotta we gotta take your arm off. You know, it's amputation or you're gonna die. Although to be fair, oh yeah, they do that. They do the the emotion. Yeah, 
the fact that it's infected his tongue, you'd be like, well, I mean, you're probably screwed. Yeah. But again, the guy is really calm. It's like, oh, do you have to do that, guys? I mean, do, do you have to? Yeah. It's like, mate, if it spreads to your chest, you're kind of screwed. It's like, oh. Yeah, there, there's no urgency oh, yeah. with there's no urgency with this no. scene with this patient and his his bite on his arm and then the tongue reveal that there, there, there's no urgency. It's more about Doc Block's um, co colleague who is fascinated in all this. And really in the background, is. while he's he's while he's there in the scene, he's actually looking at reports of incidents from earlier on in the evening. Oh, patients God, that have come is, in, and one image that's on the screen is of, I, I believe it's of um, Abby's the guy who was in contract with Abby at the beginning of the film who got his balls chopped off, because the shot that you see on this computer screen yeah. is, uh. I think one ball left. No, also, I don't think it's any. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. They it's just gr- it's gross. The and they don't pee coming out everywhere. They don't point it out though. It's just it's just there. Yeah. And they talk about it a bit, but they just leave it in the scene. So every now and then you're like, oh yeah, it's that again. Oh, why am I looking at this? It, it's okay, just there. Cool. It's it's uh, for viewers um, watching now. Imagine. So I'm here. Imagine there where my computer games are. It's just a screen there, and it's. Yeah. There for a good couple of minutes, just this grotesque, oh, yeah. grotesque, something you would see on Rotten.com. It's it's interesting because the uh, now Marley Shelton, she plays Dakota really well, and I must admit her, I think her. Her character's a little bit, not psychotic, but a bit odd, shall we say. Because she is, I guess she's like an anaesthetist or something. She does something with needles. She's got these, like, three friends in her pocket. and she, Three needles, yeah. Three needles. It's like you have the red, the green, and I think it's the it's, yellow. It's red, yellow, like and blue. Yeah. And she is this no-fussed character. She comes in. She's been summoned to... Obviously, they've sent a message out like, you know, we've got to get this guy and he's got to have his arm amputated, blah, blah, blah. She comes and goes, oh, yeah. He goes, hi, my name's Dakota. These are my three friends. This one will make you feel less pain. Just stabs him straight away. Yeah. This one will make you drowsy. And she keeps stabbing him with these needles. And my only comp- my only note was, ow, shit, lady. Because she stabs him with such a force. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you have no bedside manner whatsoever. Well, I love the yeah she's she's a simple anesthetist but they've given her character this this extra i don't know boost boost in her character with just these three needles it's yeah it's just it it, it just makes it a bit more interesting than here's here's the needle i'm gonna knock you out here's my mm. little gimmick with the needles yes it's because the red different. one the red one knocks them out that's the yeah oh gosh that's my microphone You'll that's never the see me again yes that's it yeah. And it's great because this little interaction is we come back to it not yeah. uh, I mean pretty quickly actually with an interaction between you know the two doctor couples. Yeah. But before we get there it's great because El Ray turns up with Cherry. Yeah. Like you know here's the girl she's lost a leg blah blah blah. And they go to take her away which is when we're introduced of course this is our first introduction to Sheriff Haig. The great introduction. Who walking, comes in? The, and scene, he goes, the shot of walking through the double doors with his yep. deputies by his side. He walks in. He goes, "El Ray, you can't be here." And he goes, "I'm gonna." I, I think there's a bit of an argument. He goes, "No, I'm gonna be." Here. He's like, "No, you're not. You're coming with me." 
and that's yeah. it. Out the door they go. He arrests he arrests Elroy, you, and you never really learn about. They 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 have a backstory. They they yeah, have a history, but you never what. really learn, and you never actually really learn about it throughout the film. He also he doesn't call him Elroy. He, he calls him Ray, doesn't he? Ray. Apparently, Elroy is more his more notorious name. Yeah. He, he then realizes later on, like, you were the one. You were Elroy. <gasps> it was you. If I'd known all along, <gasps> didn't mean to be the prick about it. Um, yeah. But I don't. He arrests. I think he arrests him for the possession of the firearm. Yes, he does. He. I think he arrests him because he knows he's got a. I think he spots the assault rifle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's because he says he shot at them or something like that. And that's when he gets arrested because it's like, right, you're not supposed to have weapons. Mm -hmm. So obviously at some point prior to this film, yeah, he's done something with a gun and the sheriff's like, right, well, no more yeah. guns for you. That's it. Yeah. But we never find out what though. So there we go. Nope. So I've, I've realised that I have a note which simply says this film is fantastic. I don't know why, but I mean this film is fantastic. So there you go. It is fantastic. Everyone should go watch Planet Terror. Yeah, exactly. Sure, even if you don't want to, you, you, the the idea of Grindhouse being so overwhelming with two feature films and fake traders, no, just go watch Planet Terror, and then maybe watch yeah. Death Proof sometime later. But watch Planet yeah. Terror. Exactly. It's it's a fantastic film, and. I've got some no the thing is the problem is I've got notes here that I don't know what they mean. So I'm just I'm well, literally just ticking them going, I have no idea what this is. We're about I'm halfway, assuming this is We're about halfway through the film now, so why don't you wrap, go through your notes and let's see what you got. Uh then it was is that Tom Zavini I see? Because obviously Tom Zavini turned up. I was like, oh, well, there Tom we go. Savini. Cool. You got one right. <laughs> this film is fantastic. It is, two. it's cool. That's two for two. <laughs> and then I have oof, damn dude. Um <laughs> What's that in reference to? I don't know. I, just, I mean, that oof, could be for a lot, damn, of, a lot of moments in the film. Now, I... Uh, where is this? I don't know where that comes from. My next note is that slow-mo ring take scene. Epic grindhouse levels of blood and gore. Gun foo. Well, that is... I know exactly what you're talking about because that's pretty much ah, our next scene. That's our next scene at the police station. Cool. So obviously these notes had happened at some point yeah. in this bit. I can't remember where, but there you go. That's uh, that's what we'll move on to next at the police station. Elroy, he's on the phone. He's talking to someone and he's discussing to someone on the phone about DC2. The nerve gas that is out there. Yes. He... Because he's he's aware that something's happening. Well, yeah, from what he saw in his night vision scope on his camera. Mm. Uh, his, his, camera his, um, his assault rifle. Because people don't look like that. People don't look like their head is gargantuan with pulsating blobs and sores and whatever, what have you on their head. Um, so he's kind of yeah. aware. He's kind of aware something's not right. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, it's great here because we get the, we get a connection again between Sheriff Haig and Elray. Yeah. As he's interviewing Ray and it's like, you know, all right. What were you doing out there, Ray? Why'd you have the assault rifle? Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like, I can't remember what the reason he gives it. It's like, you know, you're not allowed guns. It's like, I want to know why you had that assault rifle. Tell me something. Yeah. And you can see that at some point in the past, these two have clashed. And there's history there. There's definitely history history there. Yeah. And Sheriff Haig knows Ray's not telling him something Mm. because he even, the way he says his name, it's like, so, Ray. 
it's you know yeah, it's there's... like i know you're hiding something but i don't know what yeah like Is my it... brother's rib sauce i don't know what <laughs> Which we allude to earlier. I think it's at this point as well. Yeah. Um, Michael Bean is... He, does he then... I think it's at this point he's on the phone to JT where we find out they're brothers. Yes, because there's that back and forth between, you know, oh, stop JT, raising my rent. Yeah, JT rings him because he's got the two sickos, yeah. which he doesn't know oh, they're he sickos. Doesn't. He just says delinquents hanging around outside. There's, he's a bit, bit yes, worried. Yes, that's right. So he rings, yeah. he rings the sheriff. And with that phone call... That's where Sheriff tries to get the, the barbecue sauce recipe and talks about the rent being high, and that's where we know they're brothers. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yes. It's now this has got to be one of the best best scenes in this film because this it's is what you noted down. Oh yeah. This is the I my note here is the slow-mo ring take scene. Yeah. And it's just a great blood and guts and gore mashup because everything goes to pot here. We get yeah, very quick. How it happens? Very quick. It's I think, what was it? I think one of the so one of the other the, police officers turn up. Yeah, he 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 rushes into the the station with his um, his finger like missing because, finger. And trick here, anyone wants to do this sort of special effect, your ring finger uh, is the easiest one to bend down and cover up, while holding all the others up to make them hidden. Oh yeah. Oh, cut your little finger. It's it's down to the tendons in your wrist. Uh, that is the one to easy uh, cover up and keep on camera like that. And you can add oh, some yeah. prosthetics around there, a bit of fake blood. Ooh. So he comes in and basically just talks about how this is delinquent that he arrested, that he arrested, bit his finger off. And yeah. he's like, no, he bit my finger clean off. And shows that Ugh. effect, shows it to the camera. Everyone and in this film is just so casual about missing yeah. body parts. It's like, my finger's missing. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Just put something on it. Yeah, all and right. we know all too well any American cop would have shot the shit out of that person oh, who yeah. did that. Quite uh, easily. His ring's missing. So the other deputies yeah. go out looking for it. And there's a, it's quite tense. It's, there's a lot of, bit of tension build up. Mm. When the other deputy, I can't remember his, his name. He's, I cannot remember his name. The other deputy finds the ring. There's the note you wrote down. It's kind of yes, yes. the one true ring. It goes, it gets closer to the camera as Tom Savini is about to grab it. Yeah, yeah. And just as he's about to grab it, he gets his arm bitten off and he yep, gets yep. decimated by these other sickos that have been wandering around. Now, oh, he does. As I, he gets decimated, he no. gets his head caved he, in. He, he get, he can't put the finger on it. He can't put the ring back on, so oh, he no, puts no, no. on the middle one. Does no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, that's Tom Savini. I'm talking about the deputy that I can't remember his name. Because there's, there's oh, Tom, I'm getting myself confused. So the other deputy that did find his ring, he gets absolutely eviscerated Wrecked. from this planet. And yeah. apparently the effect they did on his head being caved in, um, they that is, again, another moment where I said about the film, they added a lot more scratches, a lot more grain. Mm. And it just gave it a better effect than showing it clear as day, a head being caved in. It made it look, it somehow made it look more graphic. And apparently, the fake head was filled with gelatin and strawberry preserves. Um, and they made sure the actor to make sure to, to, to squeeze it so it all burst out everywhere. Ah, that, that's what they oh, use. That's it fantastic. Bursts out everywhere. Now, because I, I went to. Pinewood Studios. I did a lot of special effects modeling a little while ago. And it's it's so interesting to see how they they like you said they create these 
like there's blood and guts stuff just going yeah. flying. It's fantastic. Yeah. I it's all about like you said the blood packs and things and I had to, I had this shoulder wound like axe wound thing. It was fantastic. And they they sat us in this big what was it? glass container. And the guy was like, "Are you ready?" And he just sat there pumping blood. Yeah. It just goes everywhere. I must admit, I, I've, I've, I've got photos of it. I don't know if I can post them on social media, so I might get in trouble because <laughs> they are pretty graphic. But I had one, and it was to do, like, bullet wounds. Yep. And the girl I had, she, they were like, oh, yeah, put, like, bullet wounds on, your, like, your arm and stuff. And I didn't have a beard at this point in time. I shaved my beard off for some reason. I don't know why. And she looked at me, and she went, nah, screw that. I'm going to put bullet wounds through your cheeks. And I was like, yeah, all right, go for it. So I had, like, holes all the way through my cheeks and things oh, lovely and i was like that's fantastic yep. and i took a picture it's like i took a picture of it all and i sent it to my family going hey i've just been shot a thousand times and my mum sent me a text back saying that is disgusting i never want to see that again yeah i'm sure and that I'm went like, down the street <laughs> i got i got home and she went i never want to see what my 20 year old son looks like with bullet wounds in his chest and i was like oh uh, yeah. teeth I was like oh sorry because she even put, like, smashed teeth in the hole. It was fantastic. And this is why prosthetics and real practical effects oh. go a long way, folks. It really is. Oh, always appreciate just... them. It will always live up more than CGI ever will. Yeah, it just looks so much better. And it was at this point, after our other deputy gets, uh, shall we say, taken out of the film, it's where Tom Savini yep. f picks up his ring off the floor and puts it on his middle finger. Yes. But yes, yes, yes. a sicko comes up to him. And he, his, his anger builds up and he he punch shoots this sicko in the gut a couple he of times. Does. Fantastic. Punches while he shoots. There's, there's so much... Uh, the only word for it is gun foo in this scene. Yeah, it just... They just it goes from go zero to ten instantly. Oh, yeah. It's just like an all-out firefight. Yeah. There's, they're, they're shooting all these things, everything, and you've just got you've got Ray sitting there looking at the assault rifle. He's like, yeah. Chef yeah. Hague's like, nope, not you like oh you could just yeah. see his frustration it's like just give me a gun man just give me a gun and he eventually gets the gun eventually and helps and out it's... because the police station is just getting ransacked by sickos who literally just come out of nowhere oh yeah they, they, they it's like a it's like the horde descends yeah. they just appear my favorite part of this scene though is is when it ends when they've, they've dealt with the sickos and they're they're trying to they, they want to escape the sheriff is he, he says to ray fine but we're taking my car. He turns yeah. around and on cue, the car just explodes for no apparent yep. reason. No apparent reason. Car, cars in this film just explode for no... In fact, great, great. not even cars. Just explosions happen in this film oh, for yeah. no apparent things reason. Just, things just explode. There's no rhyme or reason. And I, yeah. I mean, that's of, again, that's that's typical 1970s films. Yeah. It's like, you drop a car off a cliff, it you know, it explodes like a 50,000 TNT buildings. You're like, well, no, it wouldn't do though, would it? Or a car hits another car and it explodes. <laughs> just yeah. why? Because of the impact, because of the shock value, because. probably. Just because, Just yeah. because. Um, we, had some, we had some money left in our budget, so just blow something up. Yeah, well, let's get some pyrotechnics in here. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so his guy explodes, so they all head off in Elway's truck and they head to pick yep. up Cherry at the hospital. Speaking of places getting ransacked by sickos. Yeah. The yeah, hospital's the, not the, doing too good. God, no. The hospital is just a mess at that point. Yeah. It's obviously it's. And again, it shows 
how how quickly this virus spreads because when we left it there was one infected yeah which was uh we'll call him the patient and then when they come back to this hospital they walk in everyone's running out they're like oh oh i wonder what's going on here it's like i gotta find cherry and he just takes off so his his name was joe we're talking about the um the joe patient Shamsi, that came yes. in with the inner elbow bite uh before we get to him though we we have a thing with fergie at the hospital so oh yeah do you remember this so the paramedic who is he's a character in himself he, he, oh, he, he oh yes he is a character oh. in himself the paramedic that brings in these these dead bodies and one of them would be fergie and her brain has been completely scooped out of her head oh yeah that's a great line there it's like her brains were scooped uh, out how so like ice cream <laughs> when doc block sees this he yeah he, he knows she's back oh, in yeah. town she's she's after my wife again because apparently there is history there as well there's, there's a lot yeah. of history with this of a lot of these characters that we don't we get sprinkled in we get sprinkled in the story but we don't get full backstories no. and um yeah. after seeing fergie's very much ice cream scooped out brain body mm. he yep he finds his wife locks her in a cupboard and he's basically at the point of we're fucking done i knew it well i, think I it's knew a you bit were more than it's a bit more than that i was simplified he was he was ready to put her out with her own friends as she calls them yeah it's it's a great sort of it's a well it's not great it's a terrifying scene where especially with the music yeah the music is very it's, intense the you know he corners her in this this little i guess uh, i don't want to call it but that's like a story, we'll call it yeah, supply, supply cupboard yeah he does he, he interrogates her about this and he goes you know did you know she was back in town it's like no yeah like, have you been talking to her it's like yeah she admits it because she knows i think after that she kind of thinks she, he knows it doesn't matter yeah yeah and he, he asks her let me see your pager or your i don't know phone or whatever it is i think it's a he's, phone i think it's a, sli- it's a uh, yeah uh i guess a weird a landscape phone. slidey phone yeah yeah because he's taken hers at this point. He's taken Fergie's phone. Yeah. And he goes, let me show it. And she says no. So he goes, all right. So he, he takes out the yellow needle that she has in her pocket and he stabs her with it. Yeah. So her, she starts to go a bit numb. At that point in time, he takes out the blue one. He, he hits her with it again. So I think the blue one, it, it, I don't know what it does to you, but it looks like it stops your, 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 your nerves work. You just can't use your hands or anything. And it makes you numb. Like a massive. I think it makes you yeah, numb. I, a huge numbing thing so she can't do yeah. anything and this is where you know he puts the two phones together he matches up the message he goes all right so you were running away yeah gotcha now i can't actually remember how she gets out of it out of oh well the paramed- he's about he's about to um use the final that's a red pen. friend the, the red one yeah. on her to pull her out just as he's about to do it with an amazing shot you can, it's just the hand holding the mm. syringe like it would be a knife kind of symbolic with a, a slasher knife just as he's about to stab her we hear the paramedic behind saying like calling for the doctor basically that was it because the bodies have disappeared <laughs> that was it yes <laughs> and that as he it. leaves he locks her in the storage cupboard now as he goes back you can see the paramedic points out the the blood trail on the floor like a with his hand mm-hmm. pointing down he's such a character he's such a comical character he is he's, Every, he's everyone, great 
everyone in their role is is so a it's so a bit off like like we were, we were saying about how the mm. patient joe his name is joe that the original patient is it's very non very nonchalant about his injury the paramedic yep. is very comical about death and macabre <laughs> the the yep. um doc blocks colleague is very much oh look oh. at this here's a ball sack without a penis and it pee goes everywhere that's nothing it's fine everyone yeah. is so off their off their their character completely Fuckers. yeah yeah um oh. and it's this point where where Dotblock goes to find joe and like you said he's got the skill saw he he's this is all in the same night the virus has just completely oh, yeah. taken over his body within an hour maybe yep and it's... he yeah he goes to he goes to cut he goes um, yeah Do he goes to cut dr william block so he's he's moving out towards him yeah with the, the saw yeah and I think he cuts the he cuts the like, the bridge of his glasses off. Yes, yeah. His glasses ping off, and as he does it, the 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 the, pl the plug comes out, so yeah. it stops working. And it, it this is why they're not, as we said, they're not zombies. They're they're something different mm. because he he notices the saws stop working, but mm. rather than sort of going from again, he goes. Ugh. He just sort of drops it, and he squeezes this massive pus a thing on his face it's it's gross but again like we said special like boil. effects are they're like just, boils yeah they're like pussy boil boils thing. all over their face and yeah he, he just wipes it down his face yeah and it goes like his eyes nose is it's just hanging off his mouth i must admit i sat there went because it, it looks disgusting which is yeah. again practical effects done right and he just walks off but he retains that like we said that weird sort of nonchalantness about him because you see him in the background one arm sort of doing their ooh I'm gonna cut you yeah sort of dance because also in the background while this is happening you see shit hitting the fan in the hospital oh yeah it's oh, it's all going wrong because also I, I also a very important very important shot earlier on in the hospital you're seeing sick patients go back and forth down the corridor of the hospital which Elray yeah. is, is spotting and they've all got boils they've all got the sores Yep. And he's starting to realize, hang on, this, what's going on here? What? And it's all these patients that have become a sicko. And this yep. is where the hospital just goes to absolute shit. People are being attacked. Yep. People are having goo stuck on their face. Yeah. Um, and this is where our band of heroes arrive at the hospital. Yes. El Rey this is where they're... such a cool scene. Do you want to lead this one? Because I think you, I think you're it's just my, a great scene it's just a great little action scene I mean, my i have superhero landing gone wrong i don't know where that's come from so superhero i will we'll skip landed. that is it the flip is it the flip he does it is yes <laughs> that's it so it's el ray is it's, he's cool because he picks up the two like little scalpels doesn't he he's got two switchblades in his in his, in his um truck so he picks that, them that up was it. because he asked for a gun from sheriff and again refuses to give it to him picks up the blades from his truck and goes on a rampage in the hospital because he's looking oh, for cherry yes and he he's got some really slick skills he does a, a run and flip on a wall just to avoid one of them does a leg sweep spins them around his it's he's got the skills he's got this he's very suave with it 
Oh yeah, I like I, I like the bit the the one that I thought was impressive was when he, he slices the the sicko's neck open. You yes. see the blood spatter, <laughs> yes. and he does the limbo sort of round. It's like oh oh, there we go. Okay, because, yeah, that's another indication that you don't want to get touched by the sicko's blood. You don't want to get touched by mm. it. Yeah, you don't get touched. There's one point though, as Elray runs in, you've got Sheriff and, and his deputy now, and a few other uh, survivors that have joined the crew. Tom Savini's character, he, he's, bless him, he's not very good at his job. No. And when they're, they're they're outside the hospital, shit is hitting the fan. They're, they're trying to take down the sickos. Tom Savini's panicking. He just pops and kills this old man who he, he's panicking. He thinks he's a sicko. And he just pops and kills him like, oh, oh no, that was, I'm sorry. Oh, oh damn. no. Damn it. Grandpa Ted. Oh, yeah. oh whoops. Oh, whoops. Moving so, on. Oh, well, moving on. Yeah, so Elray finds Cherry. She is upset. She's got She's one lost leg. The leg. She's yeah. lost the leg. And he is straight. He has no chill. He is. Will you no. stop crying over spilt milk? I know. It's like my leg's missing. And you got one more. So let's flip over a table, break off the leg of the table, and whack it into her stump, <laughs> which probably isn't healed. Is probably still, I want to say, raw. raw. I was about to say wet, but raw is better. Wet is horrible. Yeah. She's, got, she's, she's got like a, a metal... Um, it's a like metal, a weird metal plate, isn't it? Yeah, metal plate coming out of where her knee would be, basically. And he just whacks this table leg into it. And somehow it stays. So she yeah, has a peg leg. How. She has a peg leg. It's like, um, there you go. Now get up. Oh. And mission, <laughs> mission objective complete. He finds Sherry. Gets back in the truck with everyone else, and they get the hell out of the hospital. Oh, it's 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 a brilliant it's, scene. It's a, it really is. It's so it's just, good. It's funny because they've all got these cars to head off, and yeah. El Ray is he drives his truck, and he just tells Cherry to jump in. She's like <laughs> peg legging it across the side of the truck. It's like slow down. It's like no, get in. Now, what's great about this oh. is that obviously. Um, the leg get the wooden leg gets replaced later on with the machine gun. Not really a spoiler, yep. but to do this, they, they they Robert Rodriguez wanted to keep her legs straight. Mm. And obviously, if you do it from below the knee, the knee can bend, so it looks a bit weird. Yeah. So they made a green screen cast that started above the knee and went all the way down, so her leg was oh. stationary the whole time, so that they could green screen out her leg and put in whatever the, the stump, the, the yeah. gun. And it looks so much better that it's above the knee because it means her leg as a whole is one straight limb. Mm. That's yeah, why yeah. she looks more peg-leggy trying to catch up with yeah. the, the truck as she's trying to get in was, as he's driving away. It was fantastic. It was, it was it's such fan, a good it's scene. It's so good. It's so good. And the point of leaving the hospital now is to head to JT's. Yep. Yep. They, were, they but, want to regroup but, and hold up at JT's. But before we get there, though, because Dakota's got mm -hmm. out at this point in time, she's yep. managed to get the hospital. Obviously, she can't... Oh, use her like limbs because they are they're mashed they just don't work but oh, she managed God. to get into her car somehow i think she breaks her wrist the, on that the was door. one of the most gruesome parts of this whole oh, film no. the way nasty. she breaks her wrist yep she puts it into that handle because she can't she can't like uh obviously pull the door Bear in so mind, she braces numb. herself against the the door <clears throat> to pull it but as she does so she pulls the door open but her wrist just sort of goes. No, no, she and she puts her her not... numb hand in the handle. Oh, by the way, she's she's dive dive uh, 
dived, diving. She jumped out of a window of the hospital into the trash to escape, basically. That's where superhero landing gone wrong. That's superhero landing. <laughs> there we go. That's where it came from. But to get into the car, she she sort of her, gets her numb hand in in the handle, uses her foot to try and get the door handle open, but then trips on her other foot because she's wearing heels. That's it. As she trips, her hand goes just no. right. It's uh, a horrible, horrible snap. It's the, it's the combination with the the door unlocking and the yeah. Oh, I mean, her hard. hand's numb, so she probably didn't feel it. But you know, still, there you go. Such a horrible snap. I now I I like this next scene because this is we see her. She picks up her. Uh, she picks up her kid. Yeah. This yeah, is also where home. we. She goes back home. This is also where we find out the the uh, the babysitters are just nut jobs. Well, it's because they're actually called thought... the crazy babysitter twins. Yeah, because they are. They're insane. <laughs> they're insane. What I what I thought was interesting about this though was the fact that she's gathering up this kid, mm. and he goes, "Well, I can't leave without my pets." Mm. She's like, well, "You're like," and he has the most dangerous pets on the planet. Yeah, he's obsessed. He has a giant a giant tarantula. Which he then goes, okay, I've got my tarantula. He goes, right, let me get my scorpion, which he just picks up. Yep. And he goes, oh, and then I'm going to put him in the same cage as my turtle. Yeah. I remember just watching this going, okay, I'm fairly it's certain. Fine. They all get along. It's fine. They all get along. But I'm like, you can see that it was written in such a way that it just goes to show that the parents, the, the parents hate each other and the kid is kind of being forgotten yeah. in the middle. Because obviously at some point in time he went, I've got a tarantula. I'm like, oh, right, fine, whatever. Uh, it's like I hate your father. They just don't care. It's like, oh, I brought home a scorpion. All right, whatever. There's and a... it just goes to show that the kid's kind of been like in that very middle neglected. of sometimes. Yeah, very neglected. And even by the babysitters, they don't care what he's doing. Oh no, they have no idea what he's doing. No, they're just. They're, I think one of them's like slaps the other one with their foot. It's like, come on, stop. You know, give me a manicure or whatever. Yeah, they're both. And... They're both on the phone, laying on the couch, uh, top and tail. Uh, they don't give a shit yep. about the kid. They're, they're just there nope. for the job. There's an interesting I... point with the kid, though. Um, a line he makes, uh, Tony says, uh, the first time we see him, he's playing with uh, two alien toys at the dinner table. And oh, yeah. he's like, gonna eat your brains and gain your knowledge. Yeah, that yeah. line comes back into fruition later on with it his does. dad. Because we do see Josh Brolin again later on, but in a very different we way. do. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we did not too, not too much. No, actually, off, though, very, actually, very soon. Actually, very soon. Literally yeah. the next scene. Yeah. As, because the the Dakota turns up at her house. She literally looks at the babysitters. She, I mean, she is looking rough at this point. She's got yeah. you know, one wrist that's broken, can't use both. Her hair's disheveled. She probably stinks of trash. Yeah. And they say, "Where have you been?" You know, it's been an hour. She literally just tells them to fuck off. Yeah. Boots them out the house. Quite literally, then, boots them out the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then just gathers up the kin, goes, oh, "Let's go." And nope. this is when these nutty babysitters just—they obviously have not got paid, so they think in their mind, "I know." Rather than maybe letting this woman chill, who looks like she's been through a lot, we'll just smash her car up while she's driving it with a kid in the car. Yes. And they wheel on this car, and I just been watching this going. I don't know who on earth would hire these babysitters, but they are clearly not professional. Yeah, this, this all... Like, uh, she comes back and asks Tony to gather her stuff, his stuff as quick as possible so they can leave. Probably took five, mm. ten minutes. By the time they get in the car, 
they're already ready to destroy the car oh, and yeah. possibly kill her. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they clearly have no qualms about hurting no. this person. Or the kid, for that matter. Yeah. Um, they finally escape from the babysitter twins, though. Thank God. Yep. Although they come back later on. A bit chilled. A bit more chilled. A little bit chilled, um, yeah. They do, they do apologise. That must yeah, be said. Yeah, that goes a long way. Um, <laughs> but Dakota ends up... Oh, I've just remembered something. Where Dakota ends yeah. up. Yeah. Her dad's house. Her dad's house. But we do get a scene with her dad a little bit earlier on. I believe we do, yes. Now, her dad... I know you put this down here. Sheriff Earl. He is in near enough every Rodriguez slash Tarantino film. He's he's the sheriff in Kill Bill. He's a sheriff in From oh, Dust yeah. Till Dawn. His son in this is the his son in this is his son. Oh, okay. Uh wait, no, his oh God, again, Sheriff Earl, who we're talking about, is also in Death Proof because they're in the same universe. As he's in Death Proof, his son is there with him as a deputy. That is his real oh, okay. son in real life. He is in From Dust Till Dawn 2, again, playing his son. Very convoluted, yeah. but it's just another yeah. ongoing thing. They use the same... They're, they're, it's all in the same tied-in universe, you know. It's their universe. Uh, but we, we get a quick glimpse of Sheriff Earl earlier on. We don't know it's Dakota's dad. And he's looking after his wife, who's mm. clearly incredibly ill. This is one thing that kind of threw me a bit about how the sickos work. And I don't know if it's a case of the gas got to her because he's feeding her soup. She farts. Yeah. Yep. He gets a call from um, Michael Bean saying shit's hit the fan. Literally shit's hit the fan. We need you. And he's like, I'll be right there. Turns back to his wife and she's this she's this monster, this ghoul instantly. Yeah. But there's no there's no there's no boils, there's no there's no scars on her. She's she's a She's a different kind of sicko. She yeah. looks very different. Now, <clears throat> I took a note of this, which we'll get to in a second, which I I think there are different levels of mm. sicko in this because mm. when we get back to, when we meet up with Josh Brolin's character, mm. he again seems to be exhibiting different kinds of, uh, what's the word? Awareness of what's going mm. on, mm. which I thought was interesting. He also still has his sort of human consciousness with that about Yeah. Him. So does Bruce There's... Willis later on in the film. Yeah, so you've got... I would say you've got... I guess you could call them the grunts. Yeah. Who, they're yeah. just... They're, they're just out to cause mayhem. Yeah. There's nothing there. Mm. You've got, like we said, you've got the lady who's in clearly a sicko, but not showing signs of, like, the, the physical... Uh, uh, deformities, shall yes. we say? Yeah, yeah. Like the boss and boils. You've then got Doctor William Block, who is though, mm. but he's clearly retained a lot of his intellect. Mm. And then obviously you've got yeah, uh, Lieutenant Muldoon, Bruce Willis's mm. character, who is heavily infected. Oh, heavily. But shows no signs whatsoever, and mm. is clearly very much in control of his his senses, shall we say? So there's obviously different levels of infection yeah. in this film. Yeah, I, I never really thought about that. The only, I just I always thought she just doesn't fit in the way the way she the way she looks so ghoulish compared to the other sickos mm. we've seen. She just doesn't fit in. But that was our Unless quick there is 
something else going on in Planet Terror that maybe they were going to explain but didn't. Maybe, maybe. But that was our, that was our like quick introduction early on to uh, Earl McGraw, the sheriff, the the real, the, the, the proper sheriff, and the, clearly the Lone Ranger. Yes, and we don't know that he is Dakota's dad until she turns up at his house. But before we yes. find out, before we find out that she is his daughter, well, she has to get to the mm. front door first. And how does she do that? Yeah, <laughs> this kid's an idiot. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's to be fair, the, the kid's an idiot, and the mum's the mum is just irresponsible. Yeah, but it, it just goes to show again how little this kid is clearly cared for. Oh, god, yeah, completely. Because it's it, it there's a the moment when the 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 mum gets she goes to get out of the car with difficulty. It must be said because she's you know, she floppy yeah. hands. Yeah, and. She goes, oh, I need to open the glove box. So he does it, and there's a there's a massive handgun in this glove box. And he goes, right. So Lucy goes, right. If anyone comes to the window, shoot them. If anyone opens the doors, just shoot them. And it's like, what if it's dad? Shoot him. Especially anyone, if it's your me. dad. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's your father, shoot him. He goes, okay. And as she gets out, she turns around and goes, please don't shoot yourself. Close the door, walks away. What happens? You just a second later, you hear that as he blows his as he blows a hole in his head. I love that. I love they had the balls to do it. Yeah, because you don't see that in films. No, killing kids well, is a big no-no. It's it's shown. It's you don't see it. No, but it, it's obviously. And the thing is, though, the, the, the mom just stands. She goes, "Oh." There's a moment of like, "Oh, my son's just shot himself." Yeah, it's like an instant shock. Uh, she, she's like, she, oh. she goes into complete shock instantly turns around but yeah. as she goes back to the car suddenly like we said the earlier at the police station weird. the horde has just it's like they've been like a mouse button has clicked on them dragged them into the scene dropped them in and they're, <laughs> they're just there and it also it's like did, someone's playing a game of like contagion it's like oh there's a survivor and it also is appear it gets is appeared that Josh Brolin's character has brought them there because he appears as well. Yeah, um, he does. It also is quite interesting how they managed to catch up to them on foot when she drove a yeah, car. Yeah, I think this sort of film, you asking too many questions is not the way. To yeah, go. I think you just no. need to accept if this was a higher budget, mainstream Hollywood horror film then you can ask some questions it's planet terror it's meant to be a uh, shitty b yeah. movie shocky it, film again it's it's designed that way it's made yeah. to be in the style of 1970s grindhouse type films yep it the films you know a lot of them probably continuity went out the window oh, gotcha. so with this it was like yeah we don't know how they got there we don't care we don't have to explain it who cares just get yep. on with it and it works uh, so she gets back to the car the horde arrives. Josh Brolin arrives. Stop block. Sorry, picks up her son, and she's carrying her dead son while what? hands are explain it to like uh, completely stickoed out. Doc Block, look what you've done oh, to yeah. our son. Yeah. Again, again. Even though her son is dead, they are still bickering about oh, yeah. how they who's don't love each other. Fault it is. Yeah. Who's? Does it matter now? Does it matter? <laughs> no. It's like the son's dead. I don't think yeah. him has. He's he's infected. He yeah. doesn't care. 
and she manages to make her way to the front door. Bang, bang, bang. Earl opens the door, and it's a bloodbath in there. I don't. We don't know what's happened between him and his no. wife, but there is blood everywhere. And he's got an axe. He's ready to. He was ready to swing, but it's her. And at this point, he he mentions he never wanted to see her again. I we don't yeah. know why. I I'm thinking maybe he wasn't happy with her um, having a female He's disappointed lover. Disappointed in her. Maybe having a female yeah. lover oh, or be. just yeah yeah. I, you, you don't know. That's that's what cro crossed my mind. But you don't know. She say yeah. She says, look, please let me in. If you let me in this one time, you'll never see me again. Yeah. It, uh, I believe so. I'm not sure oh, the exact right. wording. But right behind her are the sickos, and he soon realizes, lets her in. Yeah. Which is where we then transition to, back to JT's. Yep. yep. And this is this is interesting, because obviously, at this point in time, we get back to JT's. I think they... No, wait. Hang on. i got to make sure that I haven't shot over... Okay, JT is still... So JT's here. They're all turning up at JT's, and of course, being the nice guy he is, he's like, "Oh, who would like some ribs?" So he does. He just nah, goes around. Ah, uh, no. Nah, is that uh, not before it? Before that, before that, they arrive oh. at JT's because of the fact he said there were some delinquents outside, which he didn't realize were sickos. As they arrive at JT's, they 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 establish, which we also saw earlier on, that JT always comes out to greet whoever comes to his diner. That was it. Like yes. Fergie did. He didn't come out to greet them when they arrive. So they instantly realize, hang on, something's up here. So they go in, check, fully loaded. That was it. And JT is on the floor looking like he's been attacked. They go to check. That was it, yes. And he pops up and it's just barbecue sausages looking like guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And he, he managed to take care of the sickos himself. Because the dog, the dog looks like he's eating his intestines. Yeah. But get out of here, actually, Rusty. <laughs> was actually barbecue sausages. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yes, of course now. Best in Texas. Oh, best in Texas. And he, he's and, like, there's a great bit of, he, he thinks he's found the best barbecue sauce now. He thinks he's, oh, he he thinks he's cracked it. And why has he cracked it? He's cracked it because it's got blood in it now. Hmm. <laughs> lovely. Mm. Oh, it's like, mm, blood. Mm, tasty. The thing is, though, it's not, it's not explained whose blood it is, though. He just, no. there's blood in there now. He goes, hmm, that's, that's the key. So when you watch it, you're sitting there thinking, I hope that's your blood. Yeah. Because if that's the delinquent's blood, you are screwed. The sicko's blood. The sicko's blood. Because you've now probably, if that is sicko's blood, you're infected. Your dog's infected. Yeah. Anyone you feed those sausages to is infected. He's uh, he's he's making a very ugh, horrible barbecue. Thing is, like, yeah, because you get to see in it. And the thing is, he, he smokes a lot as well. He smokes mm. over the pot he's cooking in. Yeah. And you get to see it, and you're looking at it going, I don't think barbecue sauce is meant to be that thick. It, it's it like, looks it's, grotesque. It looks like tar. Gloopy yeah. tar. Yeah, that's a and, great way of explaining it. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, so, clearly they're the best in Texas, though. So Best in Texas. Best so in Texas. JT's alive, and this, this kind of acts as their, their hub. For a bit they can they have a safe haven yeah. even if it's for the next five minutes yes and this is where he's just he's sort of saying we we, we have vehicles here here's some ribs you want to chill yeah um and we get he's got the... a nice i was about to say he's got a nice collection of bike he's got a nice bike he's got that old-fashioned like top to, uh top yeah. down convertible whatever it is yeah he's got a nice impressive collection 
Yeah, he he must do well business wise to be able to afford. Well, you know, he's best in Texas. Best in Texas. Um, So the next scene, we end up with Cherry and Elray in, I guess, JT's bedroom, and he's got a waterbed because why the fuck would he not? And then Ray just like leans. He goes, oh, yeah. He leans back and he's like, he's floating on it. And we we get another we get another sort of a bit of dialogue similar to when they were in the diner earlier on, just just between them two talking about the jacket again. That's my jacket. Um, I looked for it for two weeks. Okay, it's your jacket. But then we elaborate. We elaborate on the jacket. Did you find what was in the jacket? No. And she's like, fuck no. She looks in it. It's, like, it's a ring. This thing is, though, there's that great moment, though, before they even do that, where it's like, look in the pocket. She's like, no, the other pocket. Yes. No, the inner pocket. Oh, yes. It's like, just tell me the pocket, man. Little bits like that in a script go so far. They just add so much yeah. more to, no, not that one, the other one. It's, it's when it clicks though she's like oh it's like yeah that's my jacket and I, she that's the time when she repeats she goes and i looked for, for two weeks it's like yes he was looking for you not two the jacket weeks. and they 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 say it together at the same time because yeah, that's where she clicks two uh. weeks oh shit and yep. this is where romance starts to yes. come back between where- our our loving couple here he he's, you know, he takes off his top of the jacket. He's got an impressive collection of tattoos. This man mm, does. Mm. He's there everywhere. And yeah, things get a bit X-rated, shall we say? Which it's it's perfect. You you include this in a grindhousey film because grindhouse is a term coined for that era of theaters that would show films that included so much nudity exploitation films sn- not snuff films yep. I've never, never snuff no, films, but b-movie really exploitive b-movie horror films all that trashy bottom of the barrel stuff you wouldn't get at a normal hollywood no. cinema so including this but also not showing full-on nudity here they were very no. careful to not show full-on nudity just more romance shot romantic shots between yeah the two. Kind of like the scene in the Terminator, where between uh, Kyle and uh, Sarah, oh Jesus, Christ. Sarah, 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 where it's not over the top, but it's just a lot of impliedness. Mm, yes. I mean, well, actually, there's a bit of nudity. I in think that, you do see fair. you do see nudity in that, yeah. Which you, you don't do, see, but here. it's not. No, you don't. No. But what you do see is one of my favorite parts of the film, and it's got nothing to do with the film. Is the film reel itself just yep. burning up? Big, and a lot of people believed that it was a lot of people actually in real life believed that they missed a, f- a part of this film. Yep, I did as well. What well, when I first saw it, don't forget I was new to horror, so I, I immediately went, "Oh, well, shit! Part of the film's missing." It's great. It's it's so perfect because you probably out of story wise, you're probably missing a good a hour, two hours of that night. Oh yeah, you're missing so much context, so much story, so much action, until we get to the next shot where part two of our Planet Terror discussion to follow. <laughs> 